Hey everyone, this amazing ESO Network show is brought to you by our fine sponsor, Amazon.com. Please remember to shop Amazon for all your geeky needs, no matter what time of the year it is. All you need to do is go to ESOPodcast.com slash ESO Amazon, or click on the Amazon banner on the ESO Network webpage to go to our e-store. It's the best way to shop and the best way to support this program, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Okay, that's enough of me babbling for now. Now on with your regular scheduled show. Hello, Marvel Universe, and welcome back to another episode of Earth Station MCU. We have got two really good episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to talk about tonight, uh, sort of our, our middle two in the series that they're doing in the framework, as well as a bunch of really cool MCU news. So without further ado, I would like to welcome back my co-host, Mr. John Raven. <sighs> yes, yes, the crowds are cheering for him tonight, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's what that was. I thought I thought it was a little Darth Vader thing going on there for a second, but I'm glad to know that it's 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 cheering crowds instead. Yay! Yes, I'm I'm not choking on my aspirations tonight. Excellent, excellent. Even though I am watching Rogue One uh, in between our recording. No problem, no problem. <laughs> good choice, good choice. Um, so yeah, there is so much going on right now. I'm just going nuts. Ooh, yeah. Like all of my favorite shows are on, uh, which is as a as a Doctor Who fan, it's it's not as bad as being a Sherlock fan in terms yes. of how long you got to go between seasons. But uh, we've got we've got Shield on for another two weeks. We've got mm-hmm. Doctor Who on, and we've got my other favorite like, non genre show, which is uh, uh, Better Call Saul, is on. And yep. next weekend we've got uh, Hulanta which I always want to call Timegate, but I remembered this time. It's Hulanta. <laughs> and there's some little movie that's coming out next week as well. Yeah, starring some bunch of a-holes. Yes, that's what I hear. That's what I hear. <laughs> so, yeah, so so that's, uh, I guess we can, we can talk about that. There's been, uh, of course, they're doing press junkets all over the world promoting the oh, movie. Yeah. So there's, every day there's, you know, some new press conference or, or something going on, which is cool. One of the weirdest things that I've seen um, is they apparently in in uh, Tokyo they have uh, like a pop up cafe that is uh, that they did for uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy opening that was mm-hmm. that's serving um, serving all kinds of of Marvel themed foods. <laughs> And it's uh, obviously it's it's not necessarily uh, geared towards an American palate, um, yeah. but it's uh, it's it, and and Google Translate. Oh, bless your heart, Google Translate. <laughs> it tries so hard. It does. It does. I mean, um, let's let's see what's what's one of the the better ones on here. I mean, the hero assemble pizza. I mean, there's a there's a lot of things, especially um, uh, since the 20th century, that, uh, that Japan itself has has completely embraced mm-hmm. and kind of made their own in, in their own certain ways. And uh, I think this cafe is no different. I mean, we've got the galaxy food curry, uh-huh. the hero assemble pizza. Um, Which the jelly a- is more of a, is more of an Asian thing than it is really, um, I think, Western, uh, but. Yeah, yeah, the the Iron Man. <laughs> it, it, at least what my Google Translate says it says is the Iron Man full leg jelly, <laughs> and um, uh, what does it say? Uh, Iron Man's battle armor was expressed with colorful jelly. Bring fresh fruit under jelly. Do not be too sweet. Please go for a dessert that is perfect for meals. 
Yeah, uh, and sometimes translations don't really get the full. Um, oh, oh believe me, believe me, I I, I know. I I, I teach uh, ESL students and 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 frequently, you know, and and I completely understand. You know, you you. you you need, you know, something translated and you're not sure and you just go and yeah. I tr try to explain to people it's it's like opening up a dictionary and just finding like the first, you know, l look at all the, the different synonyms there are for blue yeah. and, you know, just pick one and odds are that's not actually the one that you want. Or, you know, any of us uh, in a language class learning something for the first time, sure. you know, we're going to say it inaccurately and uh, we sound like an idiot to a native speaker. Of course, of course. But, um, you know, and, and there's there's other things here that, that I'm, I'm sure, you know, there's, there's something other than the translation engine going on, like, you know, like, uh, it's not Star-Lord, it's Star-Load. <laughs> um, the uh, the Kira Kira Star Load link is is a drink. Um, the stars of the universe and the red of Star Load that gathers is the soda division of the motif blood orange juice. Please enjoy refreshing sour drink and various oh, taste stars. <laughs> this and that has a star. The surroundings of the glass are powder sugar decorations. Um, or that uh, that red burger, uh, or the red uh, yes. you know, bun burger, which um, I believe a number of years ago, I don't know, maybe it was a year or two ago, Japan tried a, a like a black bun burger. Yes, I've I seen that. I can't remember what it was for. It but, was, uh, but it was, uh, it was uh, made with squid ink. I remember. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, this this one uh, for for those of you who have not seen this, it is uh, appears to be a, a semi normal looking burger, but the the bun is bright red, and it has uh, a little replica Molinier uh, in the top of it, and I can't tell what it's made out of, but I I, I don't know. But the with the description of that is the strongest item of mighty so the strongest item. Mjolnir was a hamburger. Volume feeling that the contents are not defeated by the appearance of a bright red. Please hurry while remembering that blow. <laughs> this is this is a uh, it, it's it's sort of a, a balance between uh, Avengers themed stuff and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy though, because we've got we've got Hulk and we've got Star Lord and uh, so anyway, it's uh, it's it's some some crazy stuff. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's promotional materials. I mean, sure. we, I mean, I think this weekend I just saw uh, a Dairy Queen ad mm -hmm. for uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy with you know whatever the uh, the new slushies and oh, I yeah. ice cream and whatever that they're offering is. So, you know, it's it's it happens. Yeah, and and to be fair, uh, I, I know a number of people have remarked on the fact that, um, you know, we're, we're used to seeing, you know, the Avengers on Doritos bags and things like that. But, right. Um, and uh, right now it's Star Wars on Doritos bag. Exactly. But um, I think that this is the first time that we have had MCU characters promoting underwear. Not just like, you know, Underoos underwear, but there is a Hanes ad. Uh, that that involves the Guardians of the Galaxy, so Drax feels comfortable <laughs> in tights that breathe. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So yeah, so there's that, and they even have Baby Groot uh, with the Geico Gecko. So uh, it's. I'm, it's... 
Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that one. <laughs> so that's that's a it's it's a little more uh, cross promotion than than we're used to seeing. But um... uh, did you did you see Chris Pratt's recent video where he talks about all the props in the movie? Yes, yes. Why don't you tell <laughs> us about that one? That was a pretty funny one. He's actually like it starts off fairly normal, mm-hmm. um, where he's going over. Oh, these are some of the blasters we use. This is my blaster. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then it pans over, and Dave Bautista standing there. <laughs> it's like, and we got a great prop here. It's it's a full on prop, Dave Bautista. <laughs> I mean, just look at this. Look at look at Dave's Dave's muscles. Look at his bicep. <laughs> Yeah. And it just gets sillier as it goes on. And Dave is just standing there, like, acting like an inanimate prop. Uh-huh. Exactly. And 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 the other, I don't know if you saw the, the uh, one of the other ones, uh, with, with him, uh, the two of them, uh, drawing pictures of each other. Uh, that I was have a, not seen that one yet. That was, that was also very cute. So, so yeah, there have been all kinds of you know, different promotional videos and everything. And, and it's, it's, this is a great cast to do that with because they're, they're, they're really, they seem like really fun people, you know, in addition to, to being, being very good actors and everything else. They're, they're just fun people to, to have on set. So, so, and you know, like when you're filming anything for a period of time, uh, or even if you're doing a stage show, you know, when you develop a really good chemistry with your with your other with your fellow actors, oh, yeah. um, it it shows off, and you goof off a lot behind the scenes, and uh, sometimes you even film it. Sure, sure, absolutely, and and those things often end up on the DVD. So, I'm sure yeah. that will be cool. Um, so uh, let's see other stuff. Um, of course, I've been saying that, that I was I was really, really, really crossing my fingers because I really was hoping Michael Rosenbaum would be playing Adam Warlock because that would have been super awesome. But apparently that is not the case. Denied! <laughs> I have been denied and I am crushed. Apparently um, uh, uh, James Gunn has stated that he was going to be in Guardians 2, which would mm-hmm. make sense obviously we've gone this show we've gone over many times all the different things coming together there and he says that he's not going to be in infinity war either but it just it seems mm-hmm. like may, maybe he's not in infinity war but it seems like he's going to have to be there before we Michael wrap Rosenbaum up or Adam oh, Warlock Oh sorry 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 my bad Adam Warlock I meant yes mm-hmm. uh, Michael Rosenbaum is in it uh, but he is not playing uh, he's not playing Adam Warlock, so I'm sad. But, but, so, and, and James Gunn is saying that Adam Warlock is not going to be in Infinity War, but he's gonna have to show up at least by, by the, the second Infinity War movie as yet untitled. I mean, I hope we get to see him eventually because he's, you know, anybody who knows the comics knows that Adam Warlock is such a major part right. of of just the infinity gauntlet as a, as an item as a as a mm-hmm. relic within the marvel universe um you and know, just the, he, the cosmic side of things in general yeah, right exactly yes and of course he's been a member of the guardians of the galaxy as well so i think you know even if we have to wait until the third guardians movie for him to appear he's probably gonna uh you know flip the script and go from being a bad guy and an antagonist to the team to joining them right right that would that would definitely be cool, but I'm I'm bummed that we're not going to see him sooner, and I'm, and I'm bummed that it's not going to be Michael Rosenbaum because he would have been awesome. But I suppose I suppose there's there's still many many other really great mm-hmm. actors out there that that could play that part. Although man, it is starting to feel like the MCU is just absorbing 
like two thirds of, of the big talent in Hollywood right now. I mean, it's it's like you've got to choose, you know, when your agent calls, do you want to go with DC or do you want to go with Marvel? Those are, you know, well, maybe, but, but, maybe. But there are uh, people that have done both. Yeah, that's true. And of course, uh, uh, we know that uh, Josh Brolin is doing more than one one studio because he's yep. you know going to be Cable in the next Deadpool movie, right? As as well as of course being Thanos, um, mm-hmm. and and so yeah, so so it's uh, although out of out of those two, I, I gotta say I would I, I don't <laughs> I'm I'm biased, but I don't know why anyone would would pick DC over Marvel as far as movies go because. Man, but I I think we gotta give it a chance, you know. I, th- I mean, just to be fair, oh, and yeah. uh, I I you know I can't wait. I'll admit I can't wait for Wonder Woman. I am uh, super next excited month. about Wonder Woman, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And everything that I've seen for that looks like it is going to be great. But oh. um, all right, just to heap a little praise on the other guys for just a second. That that's that's fair. That's fair. And you know, and the Batman movies were were excellent. But um, but anyway. So so uh yeah so we'll 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 see what happens with Adam Warlock. I'm looking forward to what they do with the character whenever he ends up showing up. But mm-hmm. um uh, apparently it is not going to be in the next year or so. So that's yeah. kind of said. Wah, wah, wah. Um so speaking of showing up in multiple movies though, um there is a fan theory that had been circulating uh for a while about all the Stan Lee cameos that has apparently been uh been confirmed. Uh yeah, it's um you know the fan theory is that he was a watcher, mm-hmm. which is uh in the comics it's a basically the oldest beings in the universe mm-hmm. and they kind of watch the development of other species mm-hmm. including earth and um watu uh who's the main watcher f- that we know of in the comics mm-hmm. uh is assigned to earth so he always appears before any kind of major event mm-hmm. uh, takes place and it seems that um you might want to shut your ears and skip over t- a little bit for this part because apparently one of the uh, cutscenes is going to be Stan is kind of a uh, like a like a uh, like a narc for the Watchers, <laughs> and he's been apparently telling them all about everything he's been doing on Earth, which they end up finding pretty boring. That's awesome. That is yeah, very and, cool. I, and I think it's pretty interesting that we're that we might be including them in this uh, in this franchise mm-hmm. because um, I mean they. Uatu and the other Watchers like first showed up in Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. which is still owned by Sony or Fox, right? That but different studio, right? It's but but that's that's one of those characters that or or or, or concepts that is mm-hmm. not exclusive to Fantastic Four, correct? Um, yes, and you know it could be one of those things that uh, the studios traded for. Mm-hmm. That's that's certainly possible. Um, but I think that's just kind of cool because uh, I cannot believe that, that those started out as anything other than just cool cameos. I, re- I really think that's all it was, and I think this is a fan theory that they decided to retroactively make true. So it could have, and you know, it, coming from Kevin Feige, I think we can trust that it's that it's legitimate. Oh yeah, I think it's legitimate. Um, but uh, but yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was cool. Yay. Okay. Yay. So uh over on the uh the Netflix side of things, 
Um, mm-hmm. There is uh, a writer strike coming up, and uh, a lot of people are saying that it could. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, it could. Uh, it could impact Jessica Jones. Um, right. And I mean, I, I'm I'm sure it could. I'm I I don't doubt that it's possible. To me, though, it just seems like when you've got so much lead time on some of these series where you know, like, a year ahead of time that it's going to be filming, it just seems like they would they would have finished the scripts by now, you know? Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the big key, especially with the writer's strike, because, um, I mean, I remember the, uh, the last one, mm-hmm. and uh, it... You know, it either hurt or it killed a couple of shows I really loved, mm-hmm. um, one being Heroes yep. and the other being uh, a show called Life, which had Damian Lewis in it as, mm-hmm. a, as a cop who got out of prison after being framed for murder. Mm-hmm. And so it, it like it hurt those shows pretty heavily. And I'm pretty sure it, you know, it, it eventually caused Heroes death. And well, also Heroes, Heroes had a number of things going against it in its last season, but. Yeah, I think it was just like it was kind of a crippling blow right. that Heroes never really recovered from. Fair enough, fair enough. And uh, the other being, uh, you know, the unfortunate death of Jeff Loeb's son mm-hmm. and uh, his, you know, pulling back from his involvement in that show. Right. Um, and then, uh, but it just it outright killed outright killed life and mm-hmm. uh, forced <laughs> them kind of to rush everything through to its conclusion of mm-hmm. Damien Lewis's character finding out who was responsible and uh, putting them behind bars and et cetera. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, um, so the, the other one that might be affected by that in addition to Jessica Jones is in humans. And that one, it seems like there's, there's been enough in flux with that, that, um, that, uh, that there's a good chance that it's still, you know, it, it, it might still be in rewrites. But, um, yeah, and uh, you know it's going to be like a full television season, unlike um, unlike Netflix. Mm-hmm. So Netflix could say that we've already got everything in the can, mm-hmm. so we can move forward without without more writers. Uh, but in humans, is going to keep going on, and it's definitely going to be affected. I think. Right, right, definitely. Um, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, obviously, there's there's a lot of things. Uh, We've mentioned some of the other series that are going on, and I don't know mm-hmm. how it's going to impact those. But they're in they're in different different stages of production at this point. So who knows right. how it's going to go? But on the other hand, you yeah. know, the last writer strike, if I remember correctly, also did give us Doctor Horrible. So there's that. Well, you know, these guys, some of these guys like to you know take their free time and uh, and work on something of their own. Exactly. And that's that was Doctor Horrible for us. Exactly. Uh, and then finally, we've got uh, we've got some uh, possible news regarding Luke Cage um, for the for the second season. We have, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's always interesting to see how these end up turning out. They've got a, um, a a casting breakdown for a couple of the characters that are that are going to be cast for it, and then there's some yeah. some speculation on who they're going to uh, end up being from the comics. One is mm-hmm. called Byron. Um, and it says uh, age range is 30 to 45, six foot tall or taller, Jamaican but open to black Caribbean or African descent, the smartest man in any room, most effortlessly powerful man in any situation, natural leader, brimming with resentment but focused on justice, physically fit and wildly intelligent. Um, that's, uh, 
that that's a that's a tall order. <laughs> yeah, and I'm beginning to think that um, you know it's it's sounding like that's probably going to be our lead villain. That definitely around. sounds like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, some of the speculation puts him as a as another character named Diamondback, and there have been a few different uh, iterations of this character. But um, the the main one is kind of one of Luke's villains from the 70s. And um, they all tend to form kind of a similar pattern of, hey, I'm a Harlem crime lord. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, the one that, that this particular article that I'm looking at uh, was speculating was Bushmaster. Uh, it says Bushmaster yep. with several characters in Marvel Comics. Uh, John McIver, a Caribbean gangster who became a powerful crime boss. Um, yeah, that's probably who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there have been a few different, you know, Bushmaster, um, at least the second Bushmaster, mm-hmm. uh, who, who I believe might have been his brother or a completely different character, mm-hmm. um, was an amputee who was given cybernetic, kind of yes. a cybernetic snake's tail. Quincy and is, is mem- what, what yeah. this one's saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was a member of the Serpent Society, which had a diamond bag. Mm-hmm. He was a different guy. But... Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if Serpent Society might, uh, I, I know we've we've seen uh, sort of sort of hints of that here and there. So. Huh. Um, yeah, the because uh, you remember that was the uh, kind of fake out name that they used for Civil War, right? Before they revealed the real title for the Captain America sequel. Exactly. So that would be uh, that would definitely be an interesting one. Um, the other one that they mention is uh, a female character uh, that they're calling Tamra, uh, mid twenties, mm-hmm. early thirties, African American, female, earthy, a brilliant, confident business owner who pers- who prides herself on her independence. As much as she tries to stay far from trouble, it always seems to find her. And this one I thought was interesting. Actor must be strong singer, series regular. Any hmm. any idea who that could be? Not off the top of my head. I mean, this could be somebody who's completely original. Right, right. And I think I think that's and, that's certainly possible. Um, uh, and it might be somebody who just needs Luke's help this season. Mm-hmm. Could be a new love interest. We. You know, we it's really hard to speculate from that casting call. Right, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's 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 very, you know, much much like the other one. It's like, wow, this this person is really cool. And that's, you know, we have we have even with the with the particular with the guy's description, he's, you know, the smartest man in the room. He's effortlessly powerful, <laughs> but she's just a, a strong, independent black woman. And that describes yep. pretty much all the women on Luke Cage. <laughs> But but a singer that's cool, I'm down with that. Yeah, and uh, maybe no one maybe suggests that we might see her in the uh, in the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that of course uh, the I don't know black well Mariah is mm-hmm. running now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would uh, that would be very cool. And music was was such a huge part of the first season. I definitely hope they keep oh, yeah. that up. Um, that was that was just one of the things that was just so so distinctive and, and cool about that. So I, I definitely hope they keep that going. Yeah, it's almost like uh, I think the only soundtrack I've got on my Marvel playlist that rivals that from Netflix is the Daredevil season two. Mm-hmm. But I just added so much from Luke Cage because I loved all the performers and I loved right. the uh, the instrumental music mm-hmm. that they used as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's. Uh, there again, that is just another one on the long list of missed opportunities in Iron Fist. But uh, anyway, 
All right, so we are going to take a short break, and when we come back, we will be talking about two episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., No Regrets, and All the Madame's Men. I'm Drew Leiter. And I'm Cleus Jacobs. We're here to tell you about our podcast, The Earth Station, DCU. Join us every week as we discuss the DC Universe. We talk everything DC, including comics, television, the cinematic universe, and so much more. We look forward to bringing you some great reviews and discussions. And don't forget, read read more comics. comics. Welcome back, Marvel Universe. And now we're going to be talking about uh, two episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., No Regrets and All the Madam's Men. Um, we are, at this point, uh, it looks like we are in, um, I believe this is a, a six-episode uh, six arc for the stuff that is inside the framework. And we mm-hmm. uh, have had two, and we are right smack dab in the middle right now. Um, yeah, this has been uh, this has been a very involved season for Agents of Shield. We've had three different storylines going on now. Yeah, and um, it uh, I, I looked it up uh, earlier, and the the first one was uh, was eight, mm-hmm. and the second one was seven, and then this one is six. So uh, it's are we counting down? We are. We've got we've got two more weeks after this one. Um, I, I, I actually, that, that was, that was why I looked it up because I was like, oh my gosh, is, is it, do we have like two weeks or one week or three weeks? There's two more after this. So I'm super excited. So, uh, these, these episodes, um, saw, uh, the return of a bunch of characters. Of course, we had, we had had Ward come back as soon as we got into the framework, which was, which yeah. was super cool. Um, and we've got, we had a number of characters come back. Um, I guess, uh, we'll start with trip. That was, uh, you know, we, we, we had a trip lives, uh, hashtag thing going for a long time. So it was great to see him back. I know. And, uh, if you ever met BJ Britt at a convention before, he is such just an awesome person. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it made it like made seeing trip again, all the better. It's like, yeah, BJ, yes. That's awesome. Yeah, we we so rarely get people who are currently on the show at cons like Dragon Con. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think it's so cool that you you've met BJ and uh, and Brett Dalton, and now they're back on the show. That's awesome. Yes, yeah, and they're. I mean, everybody from that cast uh, is just so so nice to mm-hmm. meet. Because um, BJ was telling us stories from the set, mm-hmm. um, and this was just like at his table with uh-huh. me and a couple of friends. Um, and then uh, I am blanking on his name, who played Deathlock. Um, uh, Jay August just, Richards. Thank you. Yes. Jay, Jay was just such a nice, nice guy. Brett is hilarious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to like take the serious kind of death picture with him while I'm yes, dressed as Yes, I Colson. remember, yeah. He's making me crack up. That's uh, awesome. And then Ming-Dong uh, uh, Wen, who I met at uh, Megacon, mm-hmm. is just so friendly. Yeah, she's, uh, she's doing uh, like – I think it's like Heroes and Villains Con or something. Yeah, something I saw like that. an yeah. ad for that. Yep. So, uh, so Wish yeah. She can bring uh, some more castmates with her. That'd be great. That would be wonderful. But, um, but so anyway, so it was really good to see Trip again, and uh, he he was uh, his. I, I always think it's interesting to see um, the 
you know, and and I'm sure if they had a, a longer a longer uh, set of of episodes to play around with, then they probably would have made it harder to convince people. But there's there there've been a bunch of scenes where um you know they're like, well, this really isn't the real world, and we're trying to get back to the real world. And and you would think that you know because with some people they're like, no, no, that's that's that can't possibly be true. You know, like the first the first time that. Um, right. Simmons and and Coulson have that conversation, and with him, <laughs> it was so funny because she's like, "So, this is not the real world, and I'm trying to get back to the real world." And she's like, "Wait, do you believe me?" And he said, "Come on, girl, that's like, too crazy to make up." <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Yep. So so it was awesome yeah. to have him back. Um. Another uh, character on, on the the other side of the fence yep. that was fun to see back was Bakshi. Yeah, and uh, you know, I kind of like his his sort of uh, Fox News yes. uh, propaganda angle for Hydra. Yeah, it, it totally it totally works for him because you know I I love seeing how you know how if if things had just gone a little bit differently how different characters would have turned out and it totally makes sense for for you know mr super suave rich guy to be you know a media mogul on on the equivalent of fox news so um so he not that everybody at fox news is evil i just want to point that out i still uh, still like some of y'all out there (laughs) of course of course but but that was definitely uh, definitely something that was that was being implied there, and and again, yep. while I don't want to get political, these we've had a couple of episodes here that have been yes. extremely heavy on on the real world political uh, commentary. Um, yeah, because they got Fitz using the "We will make Hydra great again." Yep. And uh, in just this past time, I think we're talking about Daisy. You know, he says, nevertheless, she persisted. Exactly, yep. Which is exactly what um, Senator Mitch McConnell used to refer to Elizabeth Warren. We basically, you know, shut her down on the floor. Right. When, and when she stopped was, her from speaking. Right. She was she was trying to uh, quote, I believe, a, a civil rights leader talking about um, uh, Jeff Sessions. Yes. And, um, and so, so yeah, that was definitely there. Um, of course, uh, in in Coulson's big speech at the end of the most recent episode, uh, he refers to alternative facts. Um, mm-hmm. And then bringing it back around to Bakshi, one that I did not pick up at all, but that I I saw a bunch of people talking about, um, was um, there's there's a point where they're uh, right, right before the team breaks into his studio where he's mm-hmm. about to go on the air and he's talking with uh, a female staffer and he says something about how he'd like to take her furniture shopping. And I didn't make any connection there, but then uh, once I started reading oh, up on yeah. it, yeah, that was that was on the uh, the uh, uh, tape of uh, of Trump. Uh, in which he was talking about uh, grabbing women and uh, and and taking them out furniture shopping. So I did not even catch that as being a political thing, but but other people. And did, you know, so. it could also be a uh, a reference to Fox News's current struggles with uh, sexual harassment complaints. Yes, although this this w- certainly would have been taped um, before mm. the Bill O'Reilly stuff that that has recently come up. Uh, Roger, yeah, but probably yeah, but probably not 
before the Roger Ailes. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, so yeah, they're they're not not being shy about uh, showing their their political uh, political uh, opinions right now on the show, right. which uh, which is uh, makes makes for a good story. So I'm I'm Indeed. down with it. Um, so yeah, so we had we had Trip, we had Bakshi. Um, another uh, character, not not that yes. was dead, but that we haven't seen in a while, was Ivanov, right? The Russian guy. Yeah, um, and uh, one one you actually forgot about. I didn't forget. You remember? Uh, no, you've no, you've forgotten one. Okay. Gemma Simmons' supervisor from Hydra. I totally did forget then. Who are you yeah. talking about? He's the, uh, you remember, he was the one that she was reporting to when she was undercover at Hydra, and then he shows up again with the uh, super or super strength serum. Oh my gosh, that's who that was! You're right, I totally yep. did forget that was him. That, good catch on that. Very, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I had, I had a couple of other people to talk about yet, but yeah, I totally missed him. That's awesome. That's right, minor random character, we missed you too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, so so the Russian is back uh, in the real world, um, yep. but apparently he is uh, at least the one that's walking around in the real world must be a full-on LMD because yes. he's got uh, he's he's programmed so that he can't kill humans apparently. Yeah, and you know we see him uh, sniff onions and and try like a test tube of vodka and right. it's just like it's not appealing to him anymore. Right, exactly. Um, so uh, and so it was it was nice to to circle back around to that plot line because I've been mm -hmm. you know kind of wondering what's going on with that. Also, yeah, I was like, where's this guy been? What's what's Ada's ultimate plan for him? And and wasn't she like going at him with like a bone saw or something before? Like at, at the, because I could have sworn that like she fired something up and he was screaming when we last saw him, but um, he, he's, he's got to get at that brain somehow. I guess maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe that's what it was. But um, so uh, so anyway, so so she's got she's got plans for him. So he he came back around. Um, we uh, what else do we have? Um, Again, not that he had disappeared, but we we uh, hadn't seen Mace until the end of the most uh, the the last episode before the two that we're reviewing right now. He right. disappeared for a little while, came back as Batman, um, and I thought oh, like a legit Captain America now. <laughs> well, a legit. I mean, cl closer closer to to Bucky thematically than than Captain America. I mean, because yeah, he was heroic, but he was also. I mean, he was very Batman. He was very like scruffy beard and like always <laughs> standing in the shadows, and you know, and and that that was that was just that that was my my the way that I pictured it was this was you know uh, Mace Mace wanted to be Batman. He didn't want to be Captain America. <laughs> if he'd been Captain America. Then there would have been plenty of light in there, you know. This was. Hey, you've got an underground resistance, okay? We're not worried about paying the light bills. Well, yeah, I mean, and if you're underground, you may as well turn on the lights. It's not like anyone's gonna see ya, you know. So one of the things that I thought was was really interesting that they did with Mace, because you never mm -hmm. know um, how much of people's lives uh, we just don't get to see because you know the show's only you know, an hour long and, mm -hmm. and how much of it 
how much other stuff goes on when when the camera isn't rolling, so to speak. Yeah. But I thought it was very interesting that when he was having his conversation with Simmons and he's like, do you even know where I am, you know, where I'm from? Or like if I'm married or if I have kids or anything? And she's like, yeah, actually, I don't know anything about you. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, don't wanna, don't wanna really say uh, too much. But uh, uh, excuse me, I have things to do. <laughs> right, but I. So I thought it was, it was interesting. That was an interesting sort of character point with with Mace, and I'm still holding mm-hmm. out hope we're gonna get him back. But um, that uh, that he. You know that that it's it's not just that we haven't seen him hanging out with the team. It's it's that he doesn't share his personal background and they don't ask. You know, they're they're just there hasn't been you know yeah. any any you know outside of work kind of bonding going on, uh, which is kind of sad for for a team like that. Yeah, but you have to consider. I mean, that Mace has always kind of been the the figurehead for yeah. them, and you know, somebody who was always who was brought in to be the leader, and not you know, even though he tries to act like your buddy, he's still your boss. Right, right, very, very true, very true. But uh, so I thought that was that was a really interesting uh, scene between between him and Daisy. So um, yeah, but uh, but yes, I am I am more mad about him dying than just about any other character getting killed off in the history of this show, I think. Wow, really? I mean, Trip, Lincoln? Oh, Lincoln, I totally didn't care. <laughs> Trip, I was sad. Trip, Trip, I was sad, but but I don't know. Mace just has, and, and part of it is that, that he has just gotten so uh-huh. much cooler recently, you know? Um, oh yeah. With you now know, that he's not the shackled by being in Coulson's shadow, you know, we really get to see him uh, shine on his own. Right. Exactly. And so I'm I'm very much hoping that. And so that brings us to to Project Looking Glass, which we've been you know speculating about what exactly that is. But we've <laughs> seen in uh, in the second one of these episodes um, uh, a little bit more details about it. And it sounds like it can. What she's what she's looking to do with it is it's a dark hold. It's a combination dark hold and Fitz technology uh, hybrid thing that can create living tissue. So it could create an actual real body for her that then her computer mind could be transferred into. Um, and if it can do it for her, then in theory, it could do it for Mace or for Ward or for Trip. I mean, I don't know, maybe I guess this is part of like what I missed when I when I watched the episode. But it seemed like it was making some some kind of a portal. Um, that's possible. Because they talk um, about oh, there's a location in such and such place that matches up with a location in our right. world. Which, which is true. Yep, there, there's the, the, the Russians' platform, and they talked about, you know, how much power it would need and, and so on and so forth. But it actually does there, – there is a point um, in, in the second episode where it talks about um, it being able to make living tissue because um, mm-hmm. I, I had written down that, that phrase. So, so there's that. There's also the fact okay. that, that when she is uh, in the hospital – and uh, Fitz comes to her and says, I've finished Project Looking Glass. And he says, I- I've just got one question. Can I come with you? And she says, I was I was hoping you would ask that. So 
we also, in addition to having the possibility of getting Mace and Good Ward and Trip back, we could also, in theory, I don't think it'll happen, but in theory, we could get Madam Hydra and Evil Fitz in the real world, too. I mean, I don't know about Evil Fitz, because I think she's like, she's probably going to wake him up and hope hope that he's got like the same personality and the same dedication to her like in the real world once he wakes up that he does... And that's framework, that's but. definitely possible, but <laughs> but if she can make a a body for her, then in theory she could make one for him too, and just take theory, his yeah. his you know, and that way it would be the same fits that already has years and years of devotion to her. So mm-hmm. um, uh, he would make a great bad guy. I'm just saying, but uh, but I don't I don't think. Oh my good guy fits. Oh yeah yeah, but that's the great thing. We could have good guy fits who wakes up and we could have bad guy fits running around with her. It would be awesome. Hmm. Well, I think it'd be awesome. But I'm we'll honest. see. We'll see. Yep. Um, and speaking of creating, uh, new bodies and, and so on and so forth. One of the things when, uh, when they've been, uh, uh, torturing Daisy and, mm-hmm. uh, they're trying to break her, Ada says, uh, I can bring Lincoln back. And it's entirely yeah. possible that she was lying, of course, but um, but in theory that that should be possible. But then towards the end of the second episode um, uh, that we watched for this week, mm-hmm. uh, there's a point where uh, Fitz, Fitz and his father have been trying to break Radcliffe, and um, uh, he... They haven't had any luck so far, and Fitz makes some kind of a comment about, uh, uh, I have the one thing that, that he'll he'll break for, and my guess is that he's going to bring back Agnes, because that's the one thing that, that, that uh, Radcliffe would yeah. sell everybody out for. And it's just, it's kind of interesting to me, I think, they still haven't really fully explained to me how if you die... In the framework, you die in the real world. I mean, right. your your brain patterns are essentially a computer program now. So, do, does it just automatically delete you, or you know, do they are they still hanging around somewhere? In which case, yeah, you can bring somebody back. Right. I mean, um, the 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 brain. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 kind of the question. Is that you know, it, it seems hard to believe that in a system that complex that there wouldn't be mm-hmm. backups made. Um, however, they did show when when Mace uh, got crushed by the building, they showed his real life body flatline. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe it's a, like it's a case of, oh, you know, your mind thinks it's real, or your mm-hmm. mind makes it real, so to speak. I don't know, but uh, they, they definitely there's definitely a lot of stuff that that uh, it would be nice if they explained. But on the other hand, as long as as long as they give me enough of an explanation, I don't need to have it all. You know, s- some of it can still be black box. You know, the dark hole did it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, when uh, mm-hmm. it, it, as soon as it became clear that uh, that Fitz's change in personality was uh, was due to well the the fact that that his his father was still around. Um, I immediately thought that 
I, I knew there was no chance at all it was going to happen, but I thought, oh my god, the perfect person to play Fitz's father would be Peter Capaldi. He would have been <laughs> so amazing. Oh my god. Instead, we got the guy from the Harry Potter movies. Uh, the guy from the I, Harry Potter movies. Um, yeah, but, I, uh, I, mean, I, mean, I can't remember the actor's name. He was the one when they uh, infiltrated the Ministry of Magic, and right. he's the one that Harry posed as. Right. David O'Hara is his name. Yes. Um, and what I remember him from is I remember him as, uh, if you've ever seen Braveheart, uh, one of the the guys that, that hung around with uh, Mel Gibson's character was, uh, he's, his, uh, his first line was, Stephen is my name, and it's my island. And uh, he was this, this crazy guy with really wild curly hair. And that Wait, was he was the Irishman? Yes, yes. Oh, bugger. <laughs> I miss that. <laughs> yep. Well, so... of course, he looks very much, I mean, considering that's him, he looks very much different in uh, Graveheart than he does, of course, now. Yes, he is, he has gotten significantly older since then and makes me feel super incredibly old to realize Braveheart came out in 1995. <sighs> but, um, but anyway, he's the one that is playing Fitz's father. And, uh, yeah. What, 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 are, what are your thoughts on him? Uh, I think he's been doing a great job and yeah. you know, concerning he was somebody recognized. It's, it's, it's great to see, uh, him pop up in this fashion. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, we know that, now that Fitz would have been a lot better off if his father wasn't in the picture. Exactly. And and that's one of those things that um again, I think they're they're making um you know, this is this is a a silly superhero show and everything like that, but occasionally they they sink they sneak in something that's, you know, kind of kind of deep and philosophical about, yep. you know, uh, so many people that have had uh, not good relationships with their parents, you know, have have felt like, oh, well, you know, what would have been different if, if I had just, you know, had a better relationship with my parents? Mm-hmm. And uh, this shows that that's not always a good thing. Yeah, and, uh, you know, one of the things that we see, uh, especially when in the second episode, mm-hmm. when Coulson is talking to Ward. Yep. He discusses the the moment that things changed for him mm-hmm. and how like his regret now in the framework is that he didn't take the guy up on the offer to join S.H.I.E.L.D. Exactly. And uh, similarly, I, I thought that was that was another really, really great scene was mm-hmm. was the one that you're talking about where we find out uh, that uh, it mm-hmm. wasn't Garrett that recruited Ward after all. It was Victoria Hand. Yep. So I was right that somebody else re- Exactly, and and I was hoping that it was going to be Mace, but mm-hmm. um, but uh, but Victoria Hand uh, definitely works uh, works really well as well. So um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's and and, and a number of people have mm-hmm. have commented on the fact that uh, you know that that how could one change uh, make somebody so completely different? But in most cases, most of the people who had mm-hmm. a regret. It was going back, you know, at most, you know, probably, well, let's see. You know, it was, they were major regrets for them. I mean, they they, were, they were life-changing experiences. They were life-changing experiences, but most of them were within the last 10 years or so. Mm -hmm. Um, at least in the case of May and, um, and Radcliffe and Mac, um, you know, Colson ended up going in a very different direction, but then that was probably 25 or 30 years back for, for Mm -hmm. him. 
um, when and he you made can the imagine choice. that it was probably about uh, 15 or more years for Fitz as well. At least. And Fitz mm-hmm. is significantly younger than, than Coulson. Um, right. So, you know, in terms of the percentage of your life, um, you know, that it seems like that must go back to, you know, at least Fitz's mid-teens, if, if not earlier. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, I would almost think that it would be it would have been since childhood. Um, yeah. Like pre like pre adolescent years. Mm-hmm. That's that that's definitely the impression that I got. Um, so uh, and and you know and it sounds like even if his father hadn't uh, hadn't uh, left that he was an alcoholic and so that could go back to you know the entire time Fitz has been alive. Um, yes. So in 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 the case of Fitz I think that's that's exactly how he ended up so radically different was mm-hmm. because you know for May that was like what 10 years ago or, or mm-hmm. whatever um you know with with um Mac for for his daughter you know she can't be more than 10 years old but for Fitz yeah. it, it's like his entire life mm-hmm. so that's and, I think, yeah uh like his entire life a significant portion of Colson's life because right we find out, I mean, we know from earlier episodes that Colson pretty much got recruited right out of college. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And um, and so the, the further back it goes, the, the more radically it can change your personality, I think. Yeah. Um, Although we see, um, I mean, especially because Colson's got the, uh, you know, aversion to, uh, to brainwashing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, we still see a lot of his personality come through, especially in the second episode when, mm-hmm. you know, Ward's giving them a whole, you're a school teacher, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, Coulson still steps up and leads and starts giving orders like he's back in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. again. Exactly. And uh, still has all the same skills that he did before he went into the framework. And, and that's something that I thought was, was interesting that uh... – that, you know, this guy who's this nebbishy school teacher, um, mm-hmm. he's like, hey, can I go along on a mission? And they're like, oh, yeah, I guess so. And you put a gun in his hand, and he's like, boom, 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 taking people out with one shot. Yeah, and like, I guess we, we're desperate on help, sir. Sure, come on, Mr. History Teacher. Yep, and uh, he knocks a guy out by kicking him in the face. And yep. it's like, uh, yeah, he has definitely remembered, uh, he, he, he has rebuilt his character sheet. Uh, to have the skills mm-hmm. that he had before, so so yeah, so a lot of really cool stuff going on. Um, I think that that we've got uh, we've got um, some some good uh, direction yeah. going into our last two episodes. Um, they've they've lined up a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that we're necessarily going to get a lot more cameos. I think that we've probably got as much as we're getting at this point, but, uh, yeah. but we've gotten some cool, cool stuff. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if anybody else shows up in these final two episodes. Mm-hmm. Although I doubt we're going to, although I doubt it's going to happen. Although I'd still would love to a, uh, a Lance and Bobby, uh, reappearance. Before oh, this wouldn't is that all be over great? With. Wouldn't that be great? That would make yeah. me so happy, but I don't think we're going to be that lucky. Yeah. Oh, well. All <laughs> right. Well, um, uh, I, uh, I I guess it's time to do ratings. Um, I it, I watched these two back to back today, so I, it would be hard for me to break them up into into two mm-hmm. separate ones. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and uh, uh, go with with rating them both. Um, I'm I'm giving them a, a four, uh, like maybe a four point two five. They're very good. I, mean, I don't know. 
No, I'll, go, I'll give him a 4.5. 4.5. I was going to say, I'm, I mean, I'm going to give them both a 4.5. Like, I, I, you know, I could separate them, but I'm, I, I think it, they go really well together. Yeah. Um, and this whole this whole story arc for me has been a 4.5 or higher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, this this wasn't for me. I I I doubt that anything is going to to uh, score for as high for me as the one right before this arc started, because mm-hmm. I just thought that was the the writing and directing were just so superlative on that. But this was very very good. I, I've been I've been very happy to see also, uh, and maybe this is just the the circles that I run in online, mm-hmm. but a lot of people acknowledging the fact that that Shield has gotten really really what? good this season. It has. Um, I mean. You know, we we talked about the ratings before, and the ratings have been really solid for that time slot. And, you know, maybe mm-hmm. not as good as it used as the show used to be, but better than anything else ABC has put in there. Mm-hmm. So I think ABC is going to be inclined to keep it around, especially knowing that um, we're going to have Inhumans coming in at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then being able to have a block of that with with Inhumans and then Shield after that. Yeah. Um, and and the other possibility that that has uh, that people have discussed is that uh, even if they didn't do that, then um, they could always you know if if worse came to worse they could make uh, Agents of Shield fill the uh, Agent Carter slot and basically be the fill in during uh, between um, parts of the uh, Inhumans season. But I hope it gets a, a full. Mm-hmm. Full season uh, order because I just I think it's been great and I don't know if yeah. it's uh, you know this this certainly has felt very much like uh, like it could have been um, like like it could have been written to be the last yeah. season of the show but there, there sometimes you know there's something to be said for when when you feel like well this is this is going to be our last hurrah let's just throw everything at it. You know, sometimes you, you come up with stuff that is better than you could have done if you were just planning for a regular old season. Yeah, I think the, um, you know, I think they really did a good thing playing it at 10 o'clock now. Is, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be honest. And, um, you know, it's like some series, they don't really find their stride until season three, season four. And mm-hmm. uh, I think S.H.I.E.L.D.'s done it in season four. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This this season has just been the the strongest one that that we've had overall. So mm-hmm. very cool, very cool. All right. Um. Well, that is going to do us for this week. We are going to have uh, a break. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, an episode on Guardians of the Galaxy, and then we will be back to do our final two episodes of this season of Agents of Shield. So we will see you then. <laughs> <laughs> 